The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 8th, 2023, season 19, episode number 27. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and it is our job today to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Giants Sunday night football. NFL kicks off last night. Very interesting and fun game to watch. Hopefully, we are setting you guys up for a slate of great games all weekend that will uh, again, come to a head Sunday night when Cowboys play the Giants. Um, We're going to start the conversation today, though. First, talking a little bit about some injuries. Um, got a little more interesting here over the last <laughs> couple of days. A little bit. That injury report's starting to grow, and, and I, it's funny because this morning <laughs> my wife was like, we got any injuries Like going into the game? Now, you got to know my wife's a big, big fan, but she doesn't really keep as – like she wants to know about Sunday. Like yeah. that's what she cares about. So I got any big, big injuries. I was like, well, yeah, yeah. Tyron popped up yesterday. Mm. She's like, oh. Mm. And I think probably every fan out there was probably like, come on, Tyron. Yeah, because Amber had the melting face emojis on Twitter right. when, she, when she posted the injury report. So what's the deal? What are we hearing about Tyron Smith? All right, so good and not good news okay. out of uh, Cowboys practice yesterday. Tyron Smith, like you talked about, Derek, uh, he appeared on the injury list uh, with an ankle injury. I'm told that it was a, a rolled ankle that eventually forced him out of practice, but it's being described as mild. Um, and Mike McCarthy confirmed basically what I was told yesterday in that the Cowboys don't have any concern about Tyron Smith availability for Sunday. So as long as it doesn't aggravate between now and then and don't see how it necessarily would, no practice today on Friday, walk through on Saturday, catch a flight. So everybody on the flight, stay away from Tyron's ankle. All right, Sunish, you heard that. You're good. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Tyler Smith, uh, still he did not participate as expected uh, with his hamstring strain. But like we talked about yesterday, Mike McCarthy said that all uh, Tyler Smith has to do to have a great chance of taking the field on Sunday is participate in the walkthrough on Saturday. And then, of course, that's the first check mark. And the second check mark would be uh, pregame workout. As long as he comes out clean in that, then he's going to play. So Saturday is going to be a big day for determining Tyler Smith. Uh, Sam Williams, here's the good news. Sam Williams was upgraded. He did not participate on Wednesday, but he was upgraded to limited with his turf toe. So uh, p- thankfully so, it looks like he's trending toward proving both myself and Brian wrong because we were on the same boat as far as being pessimistic, pessimistic in his potential availability, but he's trending in the right direction. So love to be proved wrong in that capacity. Uh, Donovan Wilson, he was absent, listed with the calf injury, but as we now know, uh, it was because he was welcoming a newborn into his family, the latest cowboy to do that. Uh, like McCarthy said, there's something in the water. Let's go. Um, so, you know, since July, we've had Tony Pollard welcome a child, uh, Kevontae Turpin, and now uh, Donovan Wilson. So who's next is the question. Jordan Lewis, again, another. Hey, <laughs> she's listening. She's listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Jordan Lewis. 
<laughs> uh, listen, I'm welcoming. I'm here for that. Let's go. The dad life is the life. Um, Jordan Lewis, for a second consecutive day, he was a full participant, um, and that's big because Thursday was a, a good bang up practice. Wednesday was a good bang up practice. So uh, he is a full goal right now. I don't, do not expect a game designation for him later today. Um, and then the only question is for Jordan Lewis, how much of a, of a snap count is he going to see? But it's starting to sound like he'd see a, a healthy amount. So Jordan Lewis way ahead of schedule. So not great news with Tyron being added. Sounds like he's going to play, though. Tyler, TBD. Sam, progressing, but still TBD. Donovan, TBD. Jordan, full go. I think Saturday's still a big day yeah. for a lot of guys. Yeah. I really do. I, I, and to me, it's, um, you know, I, I, I like to, what we heard about Sam, but I still feel like that there's some work that they still have to do there. Um, but hopefully that uh, when they come in, uh, everybody involved that, you know, have a day, an opportunity today to get in the training room, get some treatment. Those trainers across the way do a hell of a job with uh, with their injuries. And, you know, they're never going to put anybody out there that's hurt. And that's something that they've always done. But uh, I just think tomorrow is going to be a tremendous day when you guys show up at the airport uh, there to get on that airplane. On you know, yeah, you're going to look up and you're going to say, okay, well, Who's this guy's here? moving around pretty good. Maybe this guy's not moving around pretty good. You know, you guys will have the first uh, firsthand information there for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't think they're completely out of the woods. I think the Tyrant Smith thing is is positive. The other ones, though, I'm – um, if you're a cowboy fan, whatever God you pray to, uh, go for it because you're gonna you're gonna need these guys to play. How concerned are you guys that uh, if Ty- Tyler Smith can't play? How concerned are we as we've progressed through the week? We've thought about this all week, like what they could possibly do. How concerned are you? I haven't seen Adoga play well. That's my concern. If yeah. I had seen Adoga and a lot of his work that I saw was him playing tackle, you know, and it wasn't just. It wasn't just Micah Parsons beating up on him. It was, you know, it was, you know, the young guy, Isaiah Land, people, you know, guys getting the opportunities and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if I felt a little bit better about the situation, I personally feel better about TJ Bass than I do because I saw TJ Bass against, you know, when he opened the games or when he started games or involved, there was probably still some starters in for you know other teams maybe he got a work against uh, someone's really good twos you know he, so i saw him with 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 you know positivity there uh and i and I, in this game i think you're going to have to be physical inside i don't you know i i yeah you got to be able to move but you got to be able to be physical and i didn't see that as a combination with adoga i understand what the coaches are doing they're going to go with guys that they think have been there before you know, but I'm also my eyes are telling me that T.J. Bass didn't do a, a bad job of the opportunities that he got. That's my positivity for T.J. Bass. My negativity with Adoga because I just didn't see it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all know me, <laughs> and I'm already freaking out. I I don't care if you're an O-lineman, mm-hmm. a starter, and I see your name for whatever reason could be a thumb, could be a busted lip. And you're popping up on the injury report. I'm already freaking out. But at the same time, I'm trying to stay calm and give them the benefit of the doubt. Just because of what we talked about a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Terrence Steele. What we saw in him start, when he started. Right. And us thinking one way, like, okay, this is not working out. And them keeping the faith and maintaining him. And clearly was successful. And they made the right choice in him. So I'm trying to 
when it comes to linemen, maybe they have a vision. Maybe they trust some of these guys a lot more. I mean, clearly, they're still here. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm trying to not start freaking out week one. This weekend is the first game, but it is concerning. And when you talk about the highest expectations for Dak Prescott and what he may be able to do this year um, and, and trying to better up his game and the running game with Tony Pollard, trying to figure out if he can be that number one running back for you. Uh, you hope to have a, an offensive line that is solid, and that's just that's kind of my worry there. How's that going to affect the other guys, uh, the running game, the passing game, obviously? But I guess we'll see. I yeah. guess we'll I see think, how things evolve. You know, the, the one thing about the thing with Terrence Steele and to his credit of how he was ready to play, Lyle Collins pooped in the bed so bad that it made them have to go that direction. Yeah. They were, they were forced to go that direction. It's like Lyle Collins, all the things that the problems, mm-hmm. whether it was uh, on the field, off the field, there was always something with Lyle Collins that they kind of moved on. They said, you know what, Terrence Steele, as much as we don't, the unknown here, you know, and, and I, I wonder a little bit about that at guard. I wonder a little bit, like I'd say, with T.J. Bass or Awesome Richards or guys like that. We, we really, at this time last year when we were talking to Patrick, you weren't with us, but on another show, but we were all concerned about Tyler Smith starting a left tackle. You know, we were all like, we'd seen him practice all year, but if you followed the draft show and things like that on our, on our platforms here, you knew that he could play tackle. You knew he, he was capable of doing that. So sometimes I think, though, this – we're going with what we kind of know or what we think. I don't know if necessarily is that's the best route. You're saying but, in this instance, Idoga, because he's a veteran, yes. they've seen him on film. These yeah. younger guys, they just don't know what they're getting. You might you might have a better player watching this football game, and then and then you get to week two, and you're like, well, you know, it's kind of like it's like Chaz Green. It's like what Jason Garrett's administration <laughs> oh has. To, no, I'm just yeah, saying no, it this way. You, I got you. They, they are, you know, Chaz Green showed him something, you know, and I think the week before in San Francisco mm. wasn't terrible, but then completely fell apart against Atlanta. And, you know, but sometimes you, sometimes you have to put somebody out there to figure it out. Mm. But I, I, I just feel like, though, that, you know, if you just you go with a guy because you think. You go with a guy because you sometimes you just, your eye test will tell you that, man, this guy wasn't terrible. TJ Bass went from being like a third to like being like getting reps with the once. You know, he proved that he could, it, it, maybe in practice it's not pretty, but in the games, you know, when you had to be a little bit of a bully, he was a little bit of a bully. Yeah. So that's why I would. That's why I would lean that direction myself instead of the veteran guy who, you know, oh, because he's a veteran guy, he he should have the opportunity. I, I 100% agree, and um, I'm on record as saying such. If Tyler Smith can't go for whatever reason, um, I hit DEFCON 1, and I hit DEFCON 1 because I pretty much know that they're going to roll Chuma Idoga out there first yeah. for all the reasons Brian just said and because they're looking at it from a veteran capacity. Um, I mean, I'm 100% in agreement that I think T.J. Bass is the better physical specimen, higher upside, obviously. Um, and I think that that's who they should look to first, but that's not who they'll look to no. first, which drives my, my button to DEFCON 1. But you know what? Like they've, 
they've shown not to be afraid of say, change that, that, as that opposed my, to Jason Garrett's era. My next point yeah. was the only thing that makes me feel more confident is that I don't believe Edoka would have a long rope. I, I believe that, that would be my hope. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, Mike, but not at Dak's expense. Not at Dak's expense. I, yeah. Mike McCarthy has shown me enough, be it, you know, being willing to, you know, move on from Mike Nolan as a bigger example, being able to and willing to move on from certain players and make different changes is that he wants to win and he wants it right now. He's going to give you a shot to get out there. And in this instance, it would be a Doga if Tyler's not going. Um, but I don't think that he would let the whole game ride if a Doga is struggling early. So if a Doga is struggling early in that first quarter, I don't think you see a Doga over the remaining three quarters. I think then it goes to bad. So if that holds true and Edoga doesn't have a, a ton of leeway and a ton of grace, then I would feel better, especially for the protection of Dak Prescott and his yeah. health. Um, but the fact that it's an experiment, because as much as we believe Bass is a gamer and, and you have mm-hmm. some some potential with Brock Hoffman there, the fact that we're talking about Edoga, maybe a short leash, Bass, how long is that leash? Uh, he likes the veteran IQ, but he has the skill set physically. You're experimenting. And you're experimenting at left guard against the, the Giants defensive front on the road in prime time in a game that you got to get off running. I mean, you got to hit the ground running and have a fast start. And by the strength of their defense. Right. right. Yeah. And there are a ton of questions already about how does this Cowboys offense look? Will there be rust? Can they get things going? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to look disjointed simply because you can't figure out the left guard position. So if that starting five is not on the field, if they're on, on the field, I feel fantastic. If Tyler is not there, it plummets. My confidence plummets. Yeah, it, the only thing is, is if we'd seen a Doga – I mean, maybe at you guard. guys. You guys were yeah. at this camp a lot longer than we were at 105.3. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll give you I guys I'll give you saw. guys the open. Yeah. You know, you guys there. Uh, you lived it, as we say. The thing, if if he just had showed me something where I could say, okay, you know, because that's where scouts are taught. You see it one time, you're going to probably see it again. But I didn't see it. And Did you ever see it on film? Did you ever do any film study of I him? Really didn't, I really okay. didn't study him to yeah. the point. I know I have my – if you listen to us on the radio on 105.3, I have what's called my Gang of Seven. Yeah, yeah. Which are my general manager buddies and stuff who watch tape every single day. And their reports were not glowing. So I'm thinking, okay, well – but I'm going to give the Cowboys pro staff a benefit of the doubt here because they've done a damn good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that not, not saying that my Gang of Seven – you know, there's a lot of really good general managers that I keep in contact with that know this league backwards and forwards. I didn't get the, the but you know, I'm going to give this this staff the benefit of the doubt. My hope is that Adoga proves me wrong. If he has to play, that there's not this huge drop off. You know that then and, and because we've seen with with Tyron Smith and and him working together, it's. You know that's going to be fine. That, that, that with Smith and Smith being there, that's going to be fine. With yeah. Adogan Smith, I don't know because I think there might be some times where Tyron Smith might need a little help. You know, as great as Tyron Smith, it's not Tyron Smith what we knew five six years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a different player. He's got to play a little bit more on, you know, on on being cunning and and figure things out. And where before he just overpowers people. Mm-hmm. You know, the athletic ability and stuff like that. It's a declining player, but not to the point where he's just a welcome mat out mm-hmm. there. Right. You know, he's but but sometimes you need that guy inside of you that can clean up the mess. You know, and, and it happened with Terrence Steele. You know, having Zach Martin inside on with Terrence Steele helped Terrence Steele develop who he is because there, Zach was there to kind of clean up the mess every once in a while. I feel like Edoga, and I will say this, um, 
being there for the totality of training camp, if you look at the entirety of Adoga's work at training camp, it was it was not confidence building. Yeah, like it didn't build confidence in in what you would like to see as someone who'd have to step in potentially due to injury and immediately make an impact. Now, from a from a film standpoint, he's shown signs over the course of his career that he can do it. But if we're going off of recency, which is all we can go off of, yeah. in order for me to have confidence that he can step in in week one. It's not going to happen until slash unless I see it because I have to base it off of training camp and his training camp just didn't go well. Yeah. And then it ended on an injury. Right. So he didn't even complete training camp. And then now suddenly here's again, bright it's, lights week one against the New York Giants on the road. Yeah. Go go do work against Dexter Lawrence. And I, OK, I can't sit here objectively and say that feels good to think about now. Of course, I hope he proves us wrong. But. Even more so, I hope he doesn't have to take the field. And that's yeah. not necessarily a shot at him. I hope no one uh, has to take the field on the offensive line who's not Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, Zach, and yeah. Terrence. Yep. <laughs> All right, so here's the game plan. Here's what we're going to do. we got a break. When we come back from break, i got some questions for you guys about the matchup Cowboys versus Giants. In the third segment, though, we got a new uh, segment here. We're rolling out oh, with yeah. uh, Miss AG over here. She has some stuff for us in the third segment. And, of course, as we do every Friday on the break, for those that weren't with us last year, we'll do some picks and, uh, and get some ideas from these guys on what we think will happen in this weekend's game. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from my next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Back to the break. Rally Day is presented by SeatGeek. Give NFL fans an experience of a lifetime. The day prior to the Dallas Cowboys home games on September 16th, enjoy activities at Miller Lighthouse. And uh, get a behind-the-scenes tour of AT&T Stadium and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for more information and to get your tickets today. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break presented by blockchain.com. Dot com. Ding! Ding! All right, good. Now, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, so I have some questions for you guys. These are all questions regarding the matchup between Cowboys versus Giants. Let's start first with a topic that I know AG is going to roll our eyes at. Weather conditions this week are not expected to be great. It's supposed to be rain, maybe a little thunder and lightning. Fine. Um, maybe a delay. <laughs> right. Maybe a little delay. Getting home at 6 a.m. No, yeah, we're, we're already getting back at 4. Maybe yeah. it is 6. Who knows? Yeah. Um, how much do the weather conditions complicate things based on what you expect to see from Dallas offensively, defensively, special teams? What do you expect the, the, the rain could bring for them? I think, I mean, obviously, whenever you have inclement weather, it's going to impact the passing offense of whichever team is on the field, both teams that are on the field. Um, so I, I do think that it will impact it just by default. But when you talk about what we're expecting to see from this, quote-unquote, Texas Coast offense, which are a lot of, you know, get the ball out quickly, hit your targets, let them do damage in space, uh, I think advantage Cowboys in that capacity because, you know, if you're a would-be tackler and you're trying to get a hand on Tony Pollard uh, in space or Deuce Vaughn in space or Brandon Cook, CeeDee Lamb in space, and it's raining, well, good luck because it's difficult to do that when it's dry outside. I don't think it's going to entirely change their thought process as far as saying, okay, let's let's default back to five, six years ago and just hand it off 30 times to Tony Pollard and, and Rico Dowdle. I don't think it's going to go that far. I, I just think uh, it's something to account for. But the Cowboys, because of how I believe they're going to scheme this game, I don't think they're going to have uh, too much of a negative impact uh, from the rain if it rains at all. Who do you think has the advantage running the football? In the rain or the dry? In the playing? rain. Is Tyler playing? Well, I'm just saying, who do you think? Okay, just if it, what if it's dry? Who has the advantage running the football? See, that's Man, what I'm saying. A, that, that is a tough one. That's, that's a tough one because yeah. you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to determine Saquon Barkley's 0 and 8 by the way, lifetime against the Cowboys. Yeah, and there's been times where he's been nicked up and hurt, and but there's always that chance of explosiveness. There's mm-hmm. always that chance of. Which which offensive line, especially if your Cowboys line is compromised a little bit, you would probably say running the football might be a little bit difficult there. Yeah. The Giants, they're not really great inside. They're three guys. They're their right tackles a little bit suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, somebody is going to have to run the ball in this game. You know, and I think I think the thing that might give the Giants a little bit of an edge is their running quarterback. You know, if in fact how they create, you know. The read option stuff potentially, you know, are are they are the Giants going to go back and have they studied the Cowboys enough where they watched Philadelphia neutralize Michael Parsons with some read option stuff? Yeah, you know, did we see that in the game plan? So if the weather turns bad, you know, I, I think both teams could be a little bit in trouble just because of their offensive lines. But I think you'd have to give the Giants the 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 nod at the lead back. You know, and, and Pollard's nothing against Tony Pollard, but I think that you would Saquon have to say different. Saquon could be a different player for them. So I, I just wonder, though, if it does turn into one of those days where all of a sudden you guys are dealing with rain up there 
and somebody just loads it up. But the Cowboys, are they better equipped to play against a team that's going to try and run the ball? You know, yeah. I mean, they. You know, if you look at where the, their their defensive line, the linebackers are, the safeties, the way they play. You know, whichever team comes out and has that ability to to stay ahead of the chains by running the ball, probably will win this game. I'll challenge you a little bit on that. Tell me what Saquon Barkley does if you kind of start breaking down his game. Yeah. What he does better than Tony Pollard? Because I look at him and I'm like, I think Tony Pollard can run up between the tackles. Yeah. I think Tony top Tony Pollard is a play away from a big play. Right. I think he's great out in space. Yeah. So all the things that you look at Saquon Barkley and say these are what he does, these are all things he does great. Yeah. I could say the same thing about Tony Pollard. Where do you see the difference? I don't know if I can hand the ball to Tony Pollard 30 times. Truth. In a game. That we haven't I, seen it yet. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And maybe Saquon Barkley might be the same thing. I just think when you start to talk about the, the, the physical makeup and size, you're absolutely right about the explosiveness, the quickness, the ability to take uh, the ball to 25 and go to the, you know, finish it for yeah. a 75-yard run. I th- but if it turns into the conditions are you are forced to have to run the ball down after down after down after down. You know, maybe the Giants could do it with one back. You have to do it with two. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the thing. How can Rico Dowdle play in this mm-hmm. game, you know? The, maybe maybe the, you even maybe, need to do it with three. Yeah, maybe the Cowboys can't. Maybe they can't hand the ball consistently to Tony Pollard and say, okay. But it would be a feather in his cap all of a sudden if you hand him the ball 25 times and you're and by the end of the game he's still mm-hmm. showing that he's got a little juice left in his body. You know it would yeah. be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. And I've said this as far as uh, scouting Deuce Vaughn um, before you know uh, practices and OTAs and training camp. It would be absolutely fun, especially if it's raining. You hand the ball off to Deuce Vaughn on short yardage or something like that in the red zone right up the gap. Right up the gap. Because he's going to teleport to the second level because it's hard to find him. And now – in the rain, as as difficult as it is to get a hand on him, now he's basically like a, a oiled dolphin, right? <laughs> so that would be fun in and of itself. But to, to Brian's point, as far as the mobility of Daniel Jones, granted, uh, Dak Prescott hasn't uh, ever unleashed in his career the level of mobility that I believe that he has. I've still not seen the Mississippi State Dak, but he has the ability to be mobile. So maybe that comes into play. That's in this game. hopefully help. Yeah, yeah, because they started to kind of use it more and more now that he's kind of <clears throat> has that much more time removed from his fractured ankle. He's more confident. So hopefully that comes into play in this game, particularly if it's inclement weather. But even if it's not, because if it's not in this short yardage or you're in the red zone and and you need to get you know um, create options and misdirection and you need to put the opposing defense on their heels trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, well if they have to start respecting the fact that Dak could unleash an RPO, especially with the weapons that he has, it makes it that much more difficult for them to stop that RPO from happening if he chooses the quarterback keeper and, and runs it into the end zone. So I think this would be a perfect opportunity for the Cowboys to st- set the tone because other teams are watching this film when it comes out, right? And if they have to start accounting for Dak Prescott's legs in addition to these offensive weapons, okay, now we're really cooking. Well, what concerns me, and we just got done talking about injuries in the first segment, is you talk about these guys that are like, last minute call whether they're going to play or not having them play in rain that's not ideal for anyone that's coming up exactly exactly because i think the rain does elevate the chances Mm -hmm. of somebody getting hurt because of it being slippery you missing your hand just missing off you trip or whatever so hopefully everybody you know we come out clean out of that game but that's something definitely to watch of these guys that are coming in hurt 
and it being a slippery, rainy condition for the Cowboys. I just looked this up. Last year, Barkley carried the ball two games where he had over 30 attempts. Mm-hmm. A victory against the Chicago Bears in uh, it was uh, week four. Carried the ball 31 times for 146 yards. Uh, he had uh, he had uh, no touchdowns in the game, but it was a victory for uh, the Giants. And then another game later in the year against the Texans, a 24 to 16 victory. He carried the ball 35 times for 152 yards. So he's he's had a couple of games here recently where he's had to carry that load, you know, of of that. If it turns into uh, okay, we just got to hand him the ball, hand him the ball, and you be ready for it. Yep. All right. Here's another question I have for you guys. Tony Pollard, we mentioned him. Uh, he was first in the NFL last year in yards after contact per rush at 3.82 yards uh, after contact. Yeah, on each there you of go. Rushes, right? Um, we have not really talked about who's going to have the role of that short yardage uh, or goal line type back. Uh, last year, they, they used Zeke Elliott for that. He's no longer here. He's in New England now. Do you think Tony Pollard has the ability, number one, and number two is going to be the best option for this team to have that sort of role. Well, he does have the ability, um, but with how things have gone with Ronald Jones, he's going to have to be that primary option as far as short yardage. And yeah, you, you're still going to see some Rico Dowdle on short yardage, and I'm telling you, you're going to see some Deuce Vaughn on short yardage as well. Um, but it, it really is incumbent upon Tony Pollard to prove that he can be that guy, because there's this narrative out there that Tony Pollard, I know up against Zeke, it makes it seem as if Tony Pollard is quote-unquote small. This guy's not, not small. No. When you've seen him walking around... Deuce is small. Yeah, du- Deuce is small. <laughs> right. right. Deuce is small. Um <laughs> Tony Pollard, he has size. Yeah. He has mass. He can get up in there. He can get the job done. Uh, and like I said, because of the you know how things have gone with Ronald Jones, unfortunately, he's you know on the reserve suspended list. He's going to be out two games, and then he missed most of the preseason with injury, the groin injury. It's Tony Pollard's show back there. Um, and then they'll mix in Rico Dowdle and, and Deuce Vaughn as change of pace. But all three of those guys can be a benefit in the short yardage. So maybe it's a three-pack. I can't remember what game it was last year, but they were coming towards us in the press box. It was a home game. And they had they tried to hand the ball three times to Pollard on the goal line, and he didn't get in. You know, And you're like, you're thinking, okay, it's tough down there. You're trying, but... And then they bring in on fourth down. They bring in Zeke and they score. Mm. You know, so I you know, that. and you're yep. and you're sitting there going, and you're just hoping like, all right, Tony, find a way to get to the edge, find a way to knife, find a way to get low enough. But you know, there were three times right there yep. on the goal line, and they're trying to score, and it came down to McCarthy had to make a decision to go for it. He turned to Kellen Mori. They sent. Uh, they sent. You know. They sent. Uh, Zeke into the game, and they they were rewarded for it. Yep. Those are the kinds of things that kind of. Give me a little pause. Again, you're seeing that you're seeing that in front of you. And it's not that Tony can't. I think that it has to be a little bit more off the edge than it has to be a little bit more inside. Uh, what are the thoughts about Hunter Lipke? I mean, it, maybe it, it is. It, yeah. And I don't know, is Hunter Lipke going to be, can they afford to have him as an active guy? Can they afford to have him to be that guy? Maybe, you know, special, special teams. Yeah, special teams, the special yeah. teams, he's going to have to play it. But we did see in that final game against the Raiders a physical one-back running style. Yeah. Maybe if you put a fullback in front, but you hand him the ball and you take it straight ahead. Yeah, You know, I think Rico Dowdle is capable of that too. Mm-hmm. But are you going to keep Hunter Lipke active if he's just okay on special teams and to be the short yardage guy? I have yeah. another idea. Um 
And, you know, hey, it's a copycat league. And if it's working, it's working. If it's short yardage uh, and or you're trying to get one yard to get into the end Dak. zone or something like that, Dak, yeah. and then you tell Tony Pollard to push him. <laughs> get, push, push. Yeah, push, push. You can't stop that. We all know Dak is an absolute unit. Um, yeah. So that's an option for short yardage yeah. to get into the end zone as well. Push, push. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's time for AG. She's going to give us uh, some pearls of wisdom. We'll do that in the final segment. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Man, we're having some fun times here in the old (laughs) studio. Do you eat, sleep, and breed Dallas Cowboys football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back. Final segment of the break. It is the final segment of the week. Tomorrow we get on a plane and we head to uh, New York, and Cowboys take on the Giants Sunday night, Sunday night football. Amber, it's your time. Wait, can I steal your segment for one minute real quick? One, be quick. Quick. Adrian Hill, your official in the game this yeah, week. Yeah. He's uh oh, yeah, last yeah. year, last year, forty-five offensive holdings. That was his number one penalties that he called. Defensive holding was number three at seventeen. Defensive pass interference, he had fourteen of those calls. That's uh, good enough for number four. Unnecessary roughness, he had eleven of those calls. And roughing the passer, seven. So keep an eye. That's a high number for roughing the yeah. passer. You. Adrian Hill is official. Rain now? Last oh year's God. stats, roughing the passer seven times. Offensive holding 
45 times. Mm-hmm. Defensive holding, 17 times. Defensive pass interference, 14 times by his crew. Let's see if he right. calls holding um, on Michael Parsons' side because Michael gets no held doubt. 10 times I again. hope they don't let that tackle line up in uh, – Newark. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, that was crazy oh, last night, wasn't it? Was that yeah, that mm-hmm. was crazy. And not only that, but just the false, they would, the false yeah, starts every play he was getting a quick start off there. I'm like, are they like, going to call okay? it? Mm-hmm. And they never did. Yeah. That okay. John Hussey, you can't trust trust him at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hussy. All right, Amber. <laughs> oh, Amber, you got it. You're up. Go, fast. All right. All right. I think I'm going to come up with a name every show because okay. I don't like being restricted. I don't. Oh. If you know me, I'm all over the hey, place. Hey, we ain't trying to hold you down. Oh, okay. But today's be game great. today's <laughs> game is going to be most likely. Most likely. Okay. A game of most likely. Okay. Most likely by eight. So, I got go. ten for you guys. Let's go. Ten? Yeah. So We the, only got ten minutes. Go. Uh, well, you better be quick. <laughs> most likely to score the first touchdown for the Cowboys. Okay. Oh, these are questions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did uh, you think it was? I thought she was going to answer it. <laughs> like, <laughs> answer my own question? Hey, you know. Um, first touchdown for the Cowboys goes to Jake Ferguson. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Dak Prescott. Mm, okay. Most likely to... Off to a good start. Yeah, there we go. That was quick. Quick. Yeah. yeah. Most likely to get the first interception for the Cowboys. Trevon Diggs. It's a good one. Deron mm, Bland. Mm, I like it. Deron Bland. Me too. All right. Most likely to make you laugh. During the from game? The, no, from, from the team. Oh. Oh, Keep okay. up, guys. Come on. Osa Odigizua. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Lewis. We interviewed Zach Martin yesterday on our radio. Was he good? He was actually really good. Yeah. No, he made you laugh? I'm going to go with my co- guy, Zach Martin. Right? Made me laugh. About, conversation about number twos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Most likely, and again, these are all questions about the Cowboys okay. players. Uh-oh. Most likely to win an MMA fight. Michael Parsons. Mm-hmm. He's taking a box and also, so go on with Michael. I would say Jaron Curse. I like that one. Leighton Vanders, I think you'd have to kill him. <laughs> he's, like, he's gonna keep he, coming. He, he's not gonna stop. Like yeah. he's gonna fight a bear, a yeah. wolf, whatever he has to do. I think you'd have to kill him. Yeah. I don't know. With those neck problems, he might. I, oh. No, no. Oh. I'm just telling you though. Oh. Like if something, I, was I think yeah, that. Well, well, because, well you high be flexible. Right. Either way. Yeah. Curse okay. is a good one too, though. Yeah. That rangy length kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Most likely to beat Usain Bolt in a race. Mm. Brandon Cooks. He is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fastest I think I would go with on the team. Cooks as well. It's got to be Cooks. Yeah. All right. We see you though, Cavante. We yeah, know. I, I was about to say because that's yeah, what I was like. We know. We see you though. But sir. I, I think it's, it's Turpin's it's likely Cooks. to run into somebody when he gets down to the <laughs> oh, end. Oh, these low blows! <laughs> Y'all are killing people. Like today. the official these be standing there waiting at the finish, <laughs> oh and he just goodness. right into the instead of running the tape, he just yeah, runs into the guy on the side. Instead of hit the tape, he runs right into the official. You want to borrow my shades? It's a cold world, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, cold world. Get a blanket. All right. Wow. <laughs> most Tackled likely, forty-eight. Most likely to be a model, and this goes into whoever oh, has easy. the swagger. That's easy, CD. 
Easy CD. Say CD. Yeah, he's he he's over in style. Paris doing Fashion Week. Like, yeah, that's yeah, Osa's a, a swimsuit model in what? Miami. He he did he, he went, did some runway shit. He did yeah. swimsuit. He, he was a swimsuit runway. model in Miami yeah. with all these like ambars down there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. How about you? I, I mean, it's different types of models. So f- runway fashion, I'd say CD. Um, just as far as being GQ chiseled, Dak. Hmm. He has style. Yeah, I mean, Dak is more that just pure GQ, and I but I could see CD taking the runway in Paris and just shutting it down. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think if I could actually see CD doing like yeah, I, this, I could see him wanting yeah, to. Yeah, but this yeah. guy's new to the team. Trey Lance, if you kind of GQ yeah, him up, yeah. I think he would model. I think he'd model well. All right, most likely to have a breakout season. Uh, Damone Clark. Yeah, Clark. Okay. I'm dying on that hill this We're year. We're waiting for it. We're waiting for that. You may say Mozzie Smith. <laughs> See, that's what I was actually thinking if I wanted to go there. Mm, yeah, I'm going to take Mozzie. I'm going to okay. take Mozzie. There you go. I'll take Mozzie. Most likely to win player of the week first. Offense or defense? Doesn't matter. Let's go offense. Offense? All right. Defense is usually. All right. Um, for me, it's Tony Pollard. Okay. CeeDee Lamb going to chew him up. I'm going to go with Dak because he has too much to, to prove as far as shutting people up. A lot of good choices there. Most likely to be the best bull rider. Oh, that's easy, too. Leighton Van Der <laughs> Give me Leighton. That one, I, I can't. Yes, I, I can agree with that one. Not in the MMA, though. I kind of feel like that somewhere in this history, Donovan Wilson got on a bull somewhere at Texas A&M. <laughs> that absolutely, absolutely wouldn't shock what, me, though. I feel like that all of a sudden somebody me. challenged him to say, you can't ride a bull. You can't stand a bull for three seconds. Because you know there are plenty around and he A&M, just And he right? said, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get on a bull and ride. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson. <laughs> Something tells me uh, don't count Tony Pollard out of a bull riding contest. What? Yeah. For, I don't That's know why. Interesting. For some reason, something tells me he just has, he has that what energy. What is telling you that? <laughs> All right, Tony, if you're listening. Yeah, that's actually go. our producer Chris just put out a good one. Overshone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Born and raised in Park, Texas. That's, that's a good one. I'm going to guess facts. he might have had some yeah. experience Fair. around. Well, Peyton not Hendershot, at maybe? I'm, I'm going Overshone now that you said yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm going with the rook. Hendershot. Hendershot could, seems like kind of a maybe. rodeo dude. I could, yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah. Well, Fergie, I mean, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. That's milking cows. <laughs> <laughs> not riding them. That's not riding them. <laughs> Actually, milking cow guy is uh, Biotish. He does oh, yeah. that. His family does that. Yeah. Huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's around animals. They have a farm, don't they? Yeah. yeah I interviewed That's him. He's, cool. he's, got, he's got a lot going on in that farm. Uh, I think this one's pretty easy. It's not a most likely, but most competitive guy on the team. Michael Parsons. Jaron Curse. Dak. And those are all three really good ones. I actually think Mike is probably the most competitive, but I think J. Ron gives him a run. I, those two are always jawing back and forth. We go in the locker room after games; they're always that's true. Going and I, back I don't and forth. think any of those are the wrong answer. Yeah. I just think Mike is a maniac. He he yeah. he's just a freaking maniac, mm-hmm. <laughs> a sociopath, if you will. I think Curse is more vocal. Yeah, Mike is vocal too, but kind of in the. A, a step behind. Mm-hmm. He takes it down a little notch, mm-hmm. not at the level of you Curse. Sure? And, 
Because you gave Beatish that two-piece. You, you sure he takes it down a notch? <laughs> Mike is a sociopath. <laughs> but you know you know who doesn't and I say love, it as I love much? every freaking bit He doesn't say it as much, but I think he's every bit more as 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 competitive as those guys as Diggs. I think Diggs oh, is yeah. extremely oh, competitive. Yeah. He just doesn't do it as in the same brash way like those guys do it. But he's extremely competitive. Lewis is super vocal, too, yeah. when it comes to being competitive. It's no so you, could, it, you got a team full of dogs. You could really go yeah. down the list and start pointing at guys. Tank? Yeah, that's another good one. That's another one, Tank. Yeah. So yep. yeah, as as it goes, and don't let don't let Zach Martin's you know cool demeanor. Yeah, <laughs> you probably can't be in the NFL and be a good player in the NFL without yeah. without yeah. being extremely ultra competitive, right? Yeah, like, but just, there are also levels just, to that. It's just no, I get it. I'm saying you can do levels there, but the least competitive guy in the NFL is probably so much more competitive than the average person. Absolutely. See, right? this is Had where... to be to get there in the first Right, that's Okay, this is where your, your, your Micah makes sense because I think Micah will try other sports. I think Micah would yeah. try... It He's like already a, boxing? Yeah, I think... I mean, box. like like if you were playing cricket, you know, I think he yeah. would stand there and try yeah. and hit a cricket ball if yeah. a guy bolded at he it. Wants well, well, and would be really upset if he didn't do it well. But look at the home run derby thing. Who always happens at the home run derby? Those guys, you see the competitive side of those guys. It's for charity, but you see them not wanting to be the guy that's missing the ball or not yep. getting it over the fence. Everybody will in that locker room will tell you, no matter what it is you're playing, Micah, in, he's the same maniac. It could be table tennis. It could be pickleball, football, basketball, boxing. It doesn't matter. It could be sitting there trying to shoot balled-up uh, paper into a basket, a receptacle, and he's just the same maniac all the time, and I freaking love it. Yep. All right, here's what we're going to do. we got to get some picks here. we got about a minute to do it. We're going to go around the table. Tell me who you think is going to win this game. And the final score will start with you, Brian. Uh, the Cowboys will win this one. It's going to be close. I think it's a 26-24 game. I think it's going to come down to Dallas having to take the ball in the last series, not to go score, but to get into a four-minute offense to protect this thing. And I think this is where we'll see with Mike McCarthy, this offensive line, what kind of shape they're in. But we're going to see them have to protect the lead in the last four minutes of the game. Dallas 26, Giants 24. I would have had it as a little bit of a higher score if not for the forecast of rain. Mm -hmm. So because forecast of rain, I'm almost right there with Brian. I got 27-23, the Cowboys take this. I got them hitting that 27 mark that I talked about in lab coat. Um, and yes, Jones and Saquon, they'll, they'll make some plays. But uh, close one, four points for the Cowboys, uh, and they go 1-0. I have mine 27-21. And a couple of days ago, I had it to like them scoring 35 points, but because of the rain, rain, uh, changing my mind of that on that. But despite everything, I do think the Cowboys come back home with a win. All right. And I think the Cowboys will also win. I think this is going to be the beginning of us looking at this defense in a different light. I think they're going to hold Giants to only 13 points. I think it'll be a 24-13 win for the Cowboys. Cowboys offense won't have to score 27 points. Not that they couldn't, but I think this will be one of those games where I think their defense will show up big. And I I could even see in the first half them shutting them out. Like I think this defense is primed to have an outstanding season, and this will be uh, the start of that. I think they're ready to go this game. I think they're going to really show some – some folks around the country that this defense is to is going to be. Sounds serious. like you read the science lab this week. Did you I'm read just, the science lab this I, week? I, I kind of looked at it, but it's it was saying things that I was already thinking, and Are I was like, man, no, I was just saying, <laughs> me and this dude, wow. no, see, we kind of are thinking yeah, alike. We're, same we're thinking alike, but I think I do think this defense is about to have a great season. I Absolutely. really do. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. Back on Monday, we'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!